Good morning. Welcome to Energy Works. Today we're talking about staying sane in an insane world. And it definitely is insane. So, what is it that does help you keep sane? What are the things, the day to day things, the everyday things that you do that keep your sanity, help you to keep peace, or help you to keep balanced? I think, you know, often starting day with a prayer helps perhaps listening to music that's uplifting or perhaps, um, you know, speaking with friends that help reassure you or uplift you, perhaps going for a walk. I think being out in nature is very grounding and peaceful. Also, I think um, stretching your body is important because a lot of things get stuck in our body and so we have to move our body and stretch our body to be able to release what's stuck in there. I think also um, journaling is important or some people do some scribbling or some people do some write and burn or some people do poetry or others um, dance or sing or, you know, whatever it is that helps you to release um, the things that are stuck within your body and with your energy field. So uh, good morning to anyone that's on there and where is the energy stuck in your body? Where do you feel it? And uh, often this can be we call, what we call dis-ease, where things don't feel comfortable or safe or okay. All right, so let's begin with our first chakra, which is our base. All the other chakras are balanced on that one, and it gives energy to the other chakras. And it's about fitting in and belonging and knowing where our, where our tribe is and how how we fit in the plan. And I guess as a kid we learn to know what the rules are in our home. Good morning, Cassie. Lower back. Okay. All right. What else comes up here is in the first chakra is adrenal fatigue. So, you know, when you, we've pushed ourselves and pushed ourselves and we just get tired that we can't run on adrenaline anymore, which I think is a bit typical of our lifestyle and maybe this insane world is a way to change our view on that. All right, also what's coming up is abiding by laws and rules. All right, my survival is certain. And if there's anyone that you would like to include in in our um, call, please let me know. I release my fears and replace them with faith. So let's go into the mind. All right, so the I guess the value of trust. All right, to trust ourselves, our true selves, it is to see the difference between our divine nature and our ego. We are not our myriad of thoughts telling us that we're ugly and incapable and that the world is scary and unfriendly. We are the observer of these thoughts. Trust more in the observer and not in the ego. The world is our mirror and the lens of trust will change our experience. Um, it's safe for me to trust my partner. I trust my body's ability to return to full health. I trust those who have made mistakes in the past and give them a second chance. 
now we're going into our body systems. So I guess we have to trust that despite the craziness and the insanity that we're living in, that there will be a resolution. And we do know that the good team wins, but I guess it's what we survived before then. All right, so our nervous system is being affected by all this insanity. So our spinal cord, our nerves, our myelin sheath. So we're talking about staying sane in an insane world. Where is it stuck in your body? All right, so some generational baggage here. Dad's side, dad's mum, and the women. Okay, someone else in the back. Okay, thank you, Catherine. Okay, and we're going to go then into our third chakra, which is about our ambition and willpower and our, I guess, our belief we can go do things. All right, conjunctivitis in the left eye, okay. Left side not being nice to me. So often left side's to do with females in your life. All right, so gallbladder meridian in the third chakra. And uh, gallbladder meridian is like starts at the corner of your eye. And I guess, you know, the ability to see where you need to go. All right, I trust my gut instinct. Do we? And I think in this time and day and age, it is vital that we trust our gut instinct. If something doesn't feel right, don't do it. If you feel prompted to do something, please do it, no matter how crazy it seems. Can't be any crazier than what's going on. I accept responsibility for all my decisions. All right, so let's go into our heart chakra. All right, so Catherine's mentioned I need that ability, struggling with that to see my path ahead. And I, I think that saying, isn't it, you've got to put one foot in the dark and the light comes on. It is it is hard to do that because it's it's hard to trust that what we feel to do is the right thing. And I guess it's loving and forgiving the people that are doing the crazy things at the moment and their motives. All right, so it's um, it's safe to be loved. I forgive myself. My relationships are peaceful and balanced. I no longer need to earn love. I'm confident the healing power of God's love will heal my mind, heart, and body. I deeply and truly love and approve of myself. So I guess this is the the battle of the mind too, isn't it? We often uh, base 
our belief about ourselves on external sources, isn't it? You know, maybe our income or our children or our body or, you know, our home or other aspects of our life. And that's not us. So it's like learning to come back to who we really are and be okay with that. All right, so what's coming up is getting stuck. All right, and birth comes up. So I know um, I was a 27-hour labour, my poor mother, so perhaps I was stuck in as I had to uh, be born because uh, of my fear and fear that, I, you know, will I do a good job, will my parents love me, will I you know, accomplish my purpose in life. And I think we all feel these feelings even now. All right, also generational stuff here, preventing us from being unstuck from dad. Uh, And even though it's dad, it's the women on that side of the family. All right, so um, having emotional reactions to situations. So when I was pregnant with my first child, I vomited a lot and um, I had a dress that I wore at that time and I had uh, Chloe perfume and Nutrimedics lipstick, so I could never use those again because they all reminded me of vomiting. So I think that situations that we have, you know, certain smells or situations or conditions will bring up emotions from the past. And I guess that we need to work on those situations and try and release the emotions that are stuck in a particular situation. All right, and we're going back down into that first chakra again. All right, I lovingly embrace my experiences with understanding and wisdom. I choose to live life through the open, loving space in my heart. Um, Harmony surrounds me. I have the power, strength and resources to handle everything in my life. And if you think about being, you know, a daughter of your Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother and being loved and cared for, you do have more resources than you realise. Often we forget that we have these resources and, you know, feel very fearful of the future and of being taken care of. Catherine's mentioned that. She said, I I can't wear trestle perfume anymore. It reminds me of my bad marriage. Yeah, we all have triggers like that. You know, certain situations will definitely trigger responses very deep inside us, you know, in our energy field, within our organs, and these things need to be worked on. Okay, also generational baggage here from mum's side, just mum. So in ancient times, people lived more in their bodies and less in their heads. So we were deeply rooted in our being as children and have over time become trained to live in our heads. 
the philosophy of the mind being ruler of the body is relatively new. So our body quietly speaks to us all the time. Uh, our practice of ignoring it means the body needs to speak louder and louder still while these important needs are being ignored. So um, the connections between the body's ailments and the mind states have been documented. Louise Hayes worked for many years on this philosophy of healthy mind, healthy body, and shares her insights. So you can look up Louise Hayes' um, meanings behind different parts of your body. So if we look up the back, perhaps. Um, So back... Uh, back issues represent the support of life. All right, so yeah, Catherine says I've referred to her book for years, yeah. So um, I am supported. I allow myself to be supported. So this has got generational patterns here. Dad's side, dad's mum, and the women. 16 generations. Also, generational on uh, mum's side, mum's mum. Again, women. All right, more generational baggage on being supported on dad's dad's side of the family. And this is both men and women. Uh, 17 generations worth. Mm, Catherine says that's my peasants. Well, we probably all came from peasants way back. All right, more generational baggage, mum's side. Just mum. Um, so iodine comes up. So iodine um, helps kill bugs and it helps support our thyroid. And magnesium. All right. Um, also, the feeling that's stuck in here from mum is feeling that there is no support in life. Um, mental pressures and tightness and muscles can't stretch, loss of mental mobility. All right. So, again, generational stuff from mum, but not just mum, the women on that side. All right, and another group of men. So all that was hiding behind being supported. So you could see how much generational baggage was caught in the feeling unsupported. So not even our lifetime is what we've inherited from our families. And we're bouncing back to the the heart chakra. Uh, What else is coming up is loneliness. And sometimes we can be with other people and still feel lonely. All right, being unable to let a situation go. 
criticism and hate of self. All right, we're still not allowing ourselves to be supported. And I guess this ties in with this criticism and hate of self and being unable to let a situation go. It's like our energy is very stuck there. And, um, you know, it's like we get stuck in the past or whatever happened and we can't allow love in at this moment. Now, I, I find this happens to me too. And when you're stuck in that hole, it is very hard to get out. And we often must have help to get out. So, you know, it's almost like that uh, who wants to be a millionaire show and you had to phone a friend or, you know, 50-50. It's like you need to have some people that are on your reserve team that they are willing to be there when you are not okay and they are okay for you to ring in the middle of the night or whenever it is that you need help. All right, and we're all going to we're going to plug in an oil called hyacinth. So I guess the opposite of loneliness is to feel part of a group, like family or a nation or your own tribe. Susanna's put a comment. Thank you, Susanna. Sometimes it's us who want to be isolated from others because we don't want to be hurt. Yes, very true. Uh, if we've been hurt in the past, you know, by partners or family members or, you know, bosses or people at school or at uni or wherever we've been, we uh, then want to reject people and say, no, you're not coming close to my heart. All right, that's got a generational component from mum's mum. And some people become very crusty because of their situations because they don't want people to come in. Right, I allow myself to be supported is improving, still not up to 100%. Right, age 5 comes up. Age 10. Age 23. Age 51, I'm included, I'm an integral part of my family, my tribe, my country, my neighbourhood, the world, the universe. All right, so under, this is in Louise Hayes, instructions uh conjunctivitis is about anger and frustration at what you are looking at in life so what's frustrating to you what is it that you had difficulty looking at at the moment so i guess if we talk about the insanity that we're seeing right now uh, that is hard to look at because we don't know what the future brings and I guess we have to come back to, like, trust in, in divinity and trust that we will be supported no matter what happens. And more generational baggage on this too from mum's side, just mum. So if I say well, I forgive all those that have hurt me, that's strong. I forgive myself for allowing myself to be hurt. That's like, no. All right, age 26 comes up. 
Um, I guess um, accepting that there is unfairness in life and um, forgiving ourselves that there is unfairness. Uh, so I guess we feel the responsibility to make things fair. And there was a story about um, a family that weren't very wealthy and um, the mum had to buy shoes for one of the daughters and uh, one of the other daughters was complaining, oh, you know, she got the new shoes last time. And then her mum said, well, do your shoes fit you? And she's like, yes, well, this particular daughter's shoes don't fit her anymore. So she got the shoes. So I guess it's like this, uh, it was a talk called infuriating unfairness. And I, I think uh, there are a lot of things in life that are infuriatingly unfair. And uh, being able to see past that and to see sometimes we can have things that go smoothly and beautifully and there's sometimes where things are very difficult and we feel like we can't take a trick. Again, uh, generational baggage, mum. All right, so how is our mind like our mother's mind? How do we think similarly? All right, time of birth. Uh, stuck feelings, our own stuck feelings. All right, feeling like the troublemaker. I'm sure my mum thought after 27 hours of labour that I was the troublemaker. And this has got a generational component from dad's dad. And I guess we all, in all families, we have scallywags. Again, more generation from dad himself, more generational baggage. All right, I trust myself to be safe. Hello, Lola. All right, more generational baggage from Dad about trusting ourselves to be safe. And I guess for me being a bit older, my parents actually were European and I, uh, you know, lived through the Second World War. They had experiences in which they did feel unsafe and often when we get into situations where we feel unsafe, the generational baggage is triggered. Again, more generational baggage, dad's dad's side, but the women. And that goes back like 17 generations. So I think that's a very important um, affirmation that we just cleared there. I trust myself to be safe. So no matter what happens to us, we have to trust that it is for the best. And even though we might feel hurt or disappointed or disillusioned or, uh, you know, disheartened, it's like we have to trust that even though things might not seem good right now, that there's a reason. Yeah. So more generational baggage here, mum's side. All right, so again, a healthy body comes up. All right, so not feeling healthy. Age three, age six, 
age 12, age 17, age 22, uh, 41. Okay. All right, more generational stuff here about being healthy on mum's side. And also dad's mum, both men and women. Again, back 17 generations. All right, so the bones in our head can become jammed when we get very stressed. So at the back of the head on the right, something stuck in there from age seven. Uh, Anger and frustration in life as life seems to have lost its sweetness. And Lola said she's got tension in her head, yep. Uh, Margaret's mentioned, I feel unhealthy the last six weeks, finding it hard to be good again. (laughs) Bugger emotional eating. Yeah, ain't we all there? All right, so the emotional eating's got a generational component as well from dad's dad and the women on that side of the family. Also mum. And dad's mum, the women on that side as well. Okay. All right, so I'm healthy, tests a lot stronger now. So I'm okay without emotional eating. Time of birth. Uh, This is dad's feeling when we were born. More generational baggage here from mum. All right, uh, what's coming up here is a desire to stop someone. And I guess our parents can be wanting to control us because of the situations that they've experienced. They might feel unsafe in aspects of their life and so they want us to steer right away from the feelings that they've had or the experiences that they've had. And um, sometimes it's not practical or logical, but it's their experience and they are trying to save us from their experiences, which I often think we give our children what we needed, but they may not need what we needed. Okay, again, more generational baggage from mum's side of the family. Mum's mum and the women. That one goes back a long way. All right. So what are we going to choose instead of eating? Could we choose to go and run a bath? Could we choose to read a book? Could we choose to listen to our favourite song? Could we choose to watch our favourite movie? What else could we choose to do when we want to have unhealthy eating? How can we break 
the pattern? What will help us break that pattern? All right, if we go back to the insanity part, I accept that the world is insane, yes. I forgive the world for being insane, no. All right, so when we don't forgive a situation, we drag it around with us. All right, and that's generational again, uh, mum's mum and the women. Ah, Zuzana's mentioned a gratitude list. Great idea. Yep, start remembering what you're grateful for. That's true, isn't it? And often it becomes people, isn't it? All right, more generational baggage hiding today. Dad's dad's side. Group of men this time. Okay, age nine. Where were you? What were you doing? What happened when you were nine? More generational baggage, mum's side. So you can see today and the insanity of the world is definitely bringing up a lot of generational baggage for people. Like most of what we've done today is generational. So, you know, understand when you're having a reaction, it's not only your own reaction, it's the reactions that you've inherited from your family tree. Mm, Also dad's dad again, but the women. All right. Uh, Catherine said, I broke this pattern almost a year ago through energy clearing and my mantra became I choose. When you believe you should do something, it's a struggle that doesn't work. When you consciously choose not to engage in a behaviour, it works. It did for me. Beautiful. Love that, Catherine. Okay, more generational baggage here, mum's side, mum's mum, again, group of women. All right, so I choose is strong. All right, so I guess that's a good way of thinking to all the craziness that's happening around us is I choose how I feel. I choose how I behave. I choose, you know, what I can choose. And um, I think, you know, we have to decide a bit like Viktor Frankl that no matter what happens around us that we that our life is worth living, that we can make a difference and that we can refuse the outside to change how we feel. Okay. Mm. Still got some more on dad's dad's side and the men. All right, so as a small child, the conclusions we drew from our experiences were limited by our young understanding and knowledge of life. Some of our core values and beliefs are still based on the conclusions that we drew. Some of these are faulty. So these 40 conclusions are now our programs that we live by. Often these come up to be cleared in the course of an energy clearing. So often we need to work on these beliefs and challenge them. So Zuzana said, I choose my reality because I am the one who created the world I live in. Mm, Very powerful. 
still some stuck emotions from that dad's dad side of the family, the men. What comes up is wanting to get away from it all. All right, so sometimes we we have that generational feeling that we can't cope and we'd like to run away. And I'm sure, you know, if we go back to the, you know, people that have lived through the wars and the depression and the difficult times that they would have wanted to escape. Catherine said, your life is a compilation of your choices. It's very true, good and bad. But I think uh, about Susan Jeffers in her book, um, you know, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, uh, I love her analogy of, you know, the win-win model as opposed to the win-lose model. And it's like whatever we choose will be good opportunities to learn and great fodder for growth and learning. Catherine says, I'm the one that's been wanting to get away from life. Okay. Uh, so that comes back from your mum. Uh, and her her dad, mum's dad, and and the males on that side, like twenty generations. Mm. So Catherine said, "I think a lot of it is generational for me." I, I agree. I think we came to help with the generational baggage, and you know maybe that's part of our. Uh, mission in life we may not accomplish big things worldly wise but we may accomplish a lot in terms of helping our family and I guess we'll never know the full effect of that until we meet our relatives after we die uh, again mum's mum and the women okay uh, again mum herself All right, so some of this was stuff stuck in the eye. Um, in the back, again, uh, generational from mum, mum's mum and the women. Uh, right, the feeling that's stuck here is they're out to get me. And that's how we feel at the moment, I think. All right, oh, our aura comes up here. So hooks in our energy field. Male, age 33 and 38. And the first layer of the aura. So the first layer of the aura is about the physical body and having a stagnant accumulation of energy. Okay, big breath in and out. Fifth layer of the aura, leaking energy. Layer seven, which is about uh, mental and spiritual connections. So chronic collapse of the aura. Okay, more generational baggage here affecting our aura from mum's side. 
Okay, third layer, which is about thoughts and ideas. Again, tears in the aura. Age six. All right, so the aura is a bit clearer now. So more generational stuff, dad's dad and the men. All righty, so we can see a lot of the problems and pains we have in our body do have a connection to our family tree. So, um, you know, be, be nice to yourself and ask yourself, you know, who perhaps am I clearing energy from? Um, and don't be angry with your relatives. They agreed to do the hard yards before and you agreed to come and help clean things up. Um, this is your role. So I hope that you have a beautiful day. Looking to do an advanced energy works in January. So uh, I'll get back to you with dates, but I think it will be the uh, Friday, Saturday and Monday, that uh, end of the second week. Yeah. All right, all the best. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for being jumping on the calls, those that jumped on.